it is great to have you here, Ruben Alvarez. Am I, did I say yes. that correctly? That's exactly yes. it, 100. Yes. Nailed it. Entrepreneur, creative genius, creator, podcast host, and you have a couple of bad dad jokes for us today. I I do, yeah. I am father of two kids now, so they just get worse. Every kid that we have gets worse. <laughs> I mean, do you have plans for more? No, okay. no, that's it. That's it for that's, us. That's, it's, it, that's um, it. That's it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you you have a few, and then you realize um, one takes up uh, like let's say twenty percent of your time. Mm-hmm. Two takes up a hundred percent of your time. So it's like oh, it's okay, <laughs> it goes exponentially. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, what's your story? What What's your story? Um, yeah, the the main story basically is you know uh, was born raised without a father, not not that much. Like we weren't lacking, let's say food. We were never poor, like not poor poor where we're hungry and can't eat, you know. Hmm. But still, single family home, growing up in a trailer park, and I just always thought and assumed that I could have more if I became more, right? Like it was just a very basic concept that I'm like, dude, other people have more, and and I'm very rational. I don't know if that's you know from my my. Uh, physical biological side or whatever but i always just saw like um a plus b equals c type of thing right so like math um i (laughs) i graduated high school with like a 2.1 or 1.7 gpa or something like that uh a plus in math every single year (laughs) right Mm. because because i understood it you know what i mean like i was it was something that actually interested me so i always had that like if i can be more i can have more i can do more type of thing and um so I went into culinary when I was like 18 or something like that. And then I realized that that just wasn't for me. And then I went into like the sit down job when I was 21 to manufacturing. Um, I became a sales rep. I, again, I had no experience in it at all, but like I just kept saying yes to everybody. So within three months I became a, I became a sales rep of a company that I barely understood the product. I got along with the owner. Owner couldn't get along with anyone else. I stayed there for four years, became a sales manager. Um, I thought I was gonna make partner. Uh, the freaking uh, owner ends up selling the company at like age 28. I was like age 28 or something like that. Mm. And then I just decided to start my own business from there because, you know, he just said, Hey, good job. Here's a little <laughs> check. Here's a bonus. Mm. Go figure everything out. <laughs> how, how long were you with that, with that company? About nine years. Yeah. Oh, wow. eight, nine years. Yeah. yeah. So wow. like at 20 I, is when they started. Oh, wow. Like 21. Yeah. So they, they, you were thinking partner, 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 like sleep, wake up, eat partner, partner, partner. And the guy, he had the different plans, you know, he had different plans for you. Yeah. You know, the, the writing was kind of on the walls to mm. begin with, mm. but a lot of the times we don't see past what we want in order to see that. Right. Because a lot of the times he was saying that he hated the company. He hated the the business. He hated, he hated what it did to his family. He hated the, the customers, right? Like everything. And um, so it was on the wall that he just didn't like the business. The business could have made him because we were doing like 14 million in revenue a year, right? The business could have made him 100 million. He still would have sold it at some. Point. We sold the company either way. How, how much were you making a year? Yeah, at that one, hmm. I was like at 80. No, no, I'm, I'm like the company, the company. Oh, the like what they were doing a year it was like 14 million in revenue. Oh wow. Um, so. But before that, like you, you mentioned not growing up with a father, like how, how was that? Like, how did that affect you? You know, the, the biggest issue is that my father's alive. Um, okay. My father has health, right? And my father had a job. Like, so it, it's, he wasn't unstable by any mm-hmm. means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest issue is that he would promise that he would come see us and then he wouldn't. He wouldn't. 
right so it was it was more of a feeling of one you know we're, we're with our mom two we're unwanted three we have promises that people don't keep to us so it was it was more difficult in the psychological aspect than in the the money Actual right presence. again we mm. yeah yeah we, we lived in a mobile home park like we were again like <laughs> i just want to make that clear like we didn't grow up with like privilege or anything you know but um still it was it was when you look at when i look back at it the money was tight and it was difficult but the psychological part i think was more difficult for me more difficult mm. and you know how did you how did you heal from that most people never do so i i leaned into my father for a while right when i was older like 18 to 21 i was living with him oh. and even to this day like we really don't talk just because of his own stuff oh. right and i just realized like it has nothing to do with me at some point i just had to realize it has nothing to do with me um i heard that my my father his father died when he was like five years old So like I just started seeing like the again I'm a patterns person right like I see why things make sense and then when I realized okay well he didn't have a father he doesn't know how to be a father he kind of just led into his own ambitions which a lot of um people when we look back at like you know our the generation before mine I don't know if that's generation x or z or whatever it is right but like I'm a millennial so the generation before me my my parents um there wasn't a big wave of learning like there is right now right like for me it's big like youtube and learning and books and all that stuff right so at some point i just have to realize that they didn't have the same advantages that were available to me right now mm. and because of that like i just don't actively say like i was hurt and you know my father sucks and all this stuff i just say hey he has his own stuff that he needs to deal with and if he deals with it at some point like i'm here mm. well and and becoming a father as well would really also help you heal because you realize I'm actually not perfect but I mean we we it's not about perfection it's about you know the person that you become and the tools that have helped you become that person exactly mm. exactly so what are some tools or people or influences uh I'm sure you didn't wake up one day and go you know I want to be more right probably but like they 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 pro- there's probably encounters that happen along your your way probably. what what were some of those encounters You know the the earliest one I remember is um we were living in you, you know there's like these towns that are a little bit more privileged and then like you cross a bridge and then there's like the normal town you know hmm. so I grew up in the city of Orange but like right on the cusp of the border of Villa Park right so my schooling was in Villa Park which was the the, the higher you know more expensive houses the the people that have like you know the fortune 500 company type of jobs right mm-hmm. so i went to school with a lot of those people and the earliest memory i have is you know we had a small i don't know 800 square foot trailer or something like that, right mm-hmm. i ended up going to somebody's house for a project their the the girl's room was as big as our house mm-hmm. and i was just like I, it was embarrassing but not really embarrassing but more mm-hmm. embarrassing eye opening Mm. right that it's weird to go with and be in proximity of people that have so much mm. and know that they're human mm. that there's no difference right like and and I never considered myself to be dumb I think mathematics really showed me that you know that I'm just like okay I can I I know how to figure out what are the most I, I can figure this I can figure this out yeah yeah and then and then I'm like I understand geography and all these other things. I just don't like them, you know. So when I understood, hey, I like one of the most complex things that people don't like, that means I'm probably smart. That means that I can probably do these other things too. I just need to figure out how to do them. 
and that that was one of the main things that i saw and then the other thing is I, I, you know what I'm, i'm actually noticing a pattern right now as we're talking yeah. um when i went into culinary school um i went and i was working at google not not for google but at google in at their google. cafe because they sub sub hire you know mm-hmm. and when you work in proximity again of those people right um they were they were engineers they were probably making like 150 to 250,000 a year type of thing right yeah. all driving teslas very nice cars and i'm like dude i'm i'm 20 no i was like 20 at that time or something like that uh-huh. and i'm like i'm making 15 an hour i drive a crap car uh-huh. and then i would listen to the conversations they have uh-huh. and they were they were telling such bad like i have bad dad jokes right uh-huh. but their forms of joking to me were very immature and childish right mm. so like they'd be they'd be three people in in a circle and then they'd be making fun of their one friend and they're like huh, john's as bad as the m23 virus <laughs> and i'm just like these guys are beating me yeah. you know it's embarrassing it's embarrassing mm. like these people are beating me mm. and and so i got to a point where i was like i need more like this, this i can't be 15 and like which was good at the time right 15 an hour most people are like oh dude you're that was you know what six years ago when nobody was thinking of 15 an hour mm. and i was like this sucks like just knowing that they're driving better cars than me they're making more than me they're working less than me they have a happier life mm. at least it seemed like right mm. um they get treated better they work in one of the best places of the world and i know i could do that but i wasn't you were mm. On what was the reason for that the, the fact that you were in that in that time period the biggest issue that i had was there's this there's a saying right when people end high school or college or whatever it is mm. it's almost like you're thrown out of a boat right in the middle of the ocean and there's two things you can do boat leaves you're there in the ocean you can either stay right where you're at because you're like dude if they, they could come back that boat could come back they could feel bad and you start having all this doubt and you're like or, or if i swim in in the north direction then there could be a shark that way if i if i make too much something will come and eat me you know there, there's all these things that you could be thinking of yeah. or you just pick a direction and you hope that there's land that way uh, right uh-huh. and most people they get stuck in that uncertain state and that's where i was at i was like i know i can do better but what's better what can i do what if i leave this job what if it's a worse job you know nobody's hiring me i put out two resumes yesterday nobody called me back all all uncertainty right and until you can make that decision i think nothing changes and that's that's what i've learned from all this stuff that i've done is like you just pretty much have to say yes make the decision test it out that's why i think marketing really fits for what i do right because it's like basically you put something out there and, and it works and you're like hmm why did it work right and why then you put yeah. something out this way and it doesn't work and you're like hmm why didn't that work so it's yes. pretty much all why does it work or why does it not you know yes um i mean some of my peers would uh would argue against this but i, I really believe marketing is testing like we only know what works as long as it is working <laughs> you know we, know, we don't know when it's going to stop working you know um i mean there are fundamental laws right Yeah. Uh, however, like who knows the next platform? Like who who knows like who knows the next big thing or whatever that is going to be? Who knows the next uh, um like even advertising right now is taking different forms, you know. Who knows the next thing? Like advertising was not what it is today. So marketing to me at least is testing, you know. Yeah. It um, and it's being able to basically make things work, right? Like one of the biggest issues that we have is um a customer of ours they're in the optics space for rifles right mm. so that's not against 
um, Facebook standards, but because it's associated with the firearm, mm. we're not able to advertise it. Mm. So I've had to find really creative ways around, around their, their rules, mm. right? To be able to say, hey, look, we got banned on all ads, right? Mm. And every month we get banned on ads. And then I'm like, I found a way in. <laughs> And then we get banned again. I'm like, dude, I found another way. I found another way, yeah. And, and you just keep keep being able to, like you said, test what works, test what doesn't. You feel like you failed this month, and then all of a sudden you have something new, a new idea came, a new creative. You know, you, you made a new video, and it just blows up again. So you have to be able to have that resilience to be able to win. We will win. So you went into the sales job. Everybody picks different things from sales. You know, I did four sales jobs, um, and two of them were door to door what i picked from from sales for me was uh, what i call the last door you know realizing that you know typically when you're when you're knocking from door to door we perform better in the like when is the last door because that's like the last door you know if you get this sale because typically you know you you a bad day would be one like you don't want to have zero right okay bad day would be one so if if you if you've had like zero that day or only one you know, you want to like this last door and we, we really give it all we can. Like we pitch differently and we do things differently. But what I started realizing was, okay, what, what can I take from the psychology of the last door and have it throughout the entire, the entire 120 doors we're knocking that day? What did you pick from, from sales for you? For me, it was, and I think that that's why I've shifted from sales and then to marketing and then advertising. And now the main thing is brand, right? right. Um, my main thing of sales is I hate the, I hate the cold, right? Like the cold <laughs> outreach is the worst because there's more convincing. There's more deals that you have to make. There's more desperation. There's more um, creativity that goes into you, right? Like you're knocking on the first door and nobody knows you. You have to be like, hey, how's it going? My name's blah, blah, blah. And then he starts cleaning right in front of them. Like there's so much of that that goes into it. But instead, if you were going door to door and you're Coca-Cola, right? Everybody is Coca-Cola. Hey, I got Coke. Uh, you know, I got a six pack right now. It's, uh, you know, $1.50, which is what it normally costs. You know, would you like to buy six packs? They're just like. I don't need six packs, but yeah, Coke sounds great. Three, give me three packs, right? So it's very easy. So I always understood from sales, it's like, hey, how can I make people basically do the work for me? Or how can I make the work be done for me so that that way I just go in there and then show them the product and everything's done. And everything's already done. Hmm. So so with, with branding, everybody, like a lot of times people want to see a result in dollars, right? And some people want to see it in time. So with branding, it's like you can put a lot of time in, which basically saves you time on the outside, right? Instead of a customer, you know, hey, hey, my name is Ruben. I put something out in front of you and then I have to follow up with you two, with two months later, right? Hmm. Because I put in, you know, maybe two weeks of content prior to that. And then you reach out to me, we close on the same day, hmm. right? Wow. The other thing is if I now say, hey, you know, nobody's ever heard of me. I come to you and I go, hey, we do the world's best, you know, um, logos or something like that. And it's like, all right, how much is it? And it's like, it's $300. You're going to be like, absolutely not. Right. I give you $50 because I've never heard of you. And then I don't know what you. you're yeah. going to do. But instead, if I start making two weeks prior and I go like, let's say on LinkedIn, and I start talking about logo, logo design, the psychology of it, and basically just establish the presence. By the time you say, hey, you know what? I've been seeing you. I need a logo. What's it going to cost? I'm like, it's $300. They're like, that makes sense. That sounds reasonable. Let's go ahead and do it with you. Right. They don't think about the other guy that comes in and says $100 because the other guy is doing the same thing. You've never heard of me, here's $100. You're risking versus the guy that you've been seeing 
that you already established within the last two weeks what he does and then he just says hey here's my price and you go absolutely let me give you my card hmm. i i think a good example would be in milan i i'm not sure but now in milan in italy when i used to be there as a student you know they were there were guys who would be able to get they were not knockoffs like the actual like luxury shoes like leather belts and bags and all of that you know they'll be selling it in the metro like station like right and they did not speak much you know what they just do is they, they just come and they just show you like this <laughs> you know and, and you saw the logo you saw the thing and you went and you go hmm like uh quanto costa like how, how much is that you know they, 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 they just call you to the corner and you start talking about price and you start you yep. just start looking at oh this is actually the real stuff like you just you know they didn't speak much like they just showed it to you right <laughs> and and that's kind of like what you're saying like i think one of the biggest takeaway from what you just said for me is branding saves you time in the long run it lets it saves you time in the long run and it allows you to charge more Like it, it allows you to charge more and i think that that's the part that that people don't understand is do you want to charge a hundred dollars like everybody else or do you want to say my price is 300 and people have been conditioned prior to coming to you to mm. think this guy is a premium service mm. that when you give them your price they go ah oh, that's out of budget and then you might have to go oh well you know what whatever two payments and they're like that's in budget again or they might go oh it's out of budget and then you're like okay well you know what i can't do it for any less and they go but I've already established that you're the one that can do it. And you're the only one that I trust. And I've already been so invested in you that here's the $300 anyway. Mm. So, so it's, it's, it's all work that's done prior. Prior. You look at, you look at Lamborghini, you look at the Bugattis and everything, right? They don't have to say, Hey, you know, we'll do 300,000. They don't put out ads and stuff. They basically just put out a great product mm. and then other people talk about it for them. They let the they let the indirect stuff talk for them, right? For them. Yeah. They never say, "Hey, come buy a Bugatti." They just say, "Here's what the Bugatti does." They just start putting out information, right? Yes. And it's the same thing with us. The more information and the more valuable we can become prior to a sale, the faster the sale will be. The faster will work work for you. So, you've gone through different progressions from sales. You went into marketing. What was that like? What was your work in marketing? What was that? Um, so in the manufacturing company, I was doing primarily sales and sales manager. And then all of a sudden it became like, we started doing email campaigns and we started mm -hmm. doing Facebook and we started doing all these things. And again, in, in that space that I was in, it wasn't business to consumer. It was a business to business product that then was later resold to the consumer by a distribution. Right? So we were selling to the same people over and over. Mm when we send out email campaigns, it was both to our internal people, right? Like the people that were already selling our product and mm. then to their customers. Mm. So we had two types of, of marketing that we had, which is more of like a, here's, here's what you can buy this month or here's what you has come out. And then it was, it was trying to sell it to those people who we couldn't sell directly to. It was more of just like, here's how it's interesting. Go ask the people that sell it to you, right? Type of mm. thing. So it's very out of the box, like, not 50% off today type of sales. Uh -huh. Not like time's running out, product is running out because we're making it. How are we gonna have product running out? Yeah. So so you have to think like outside the box. Uh -huh. And then when I when I left that company, I started a social media marketing agency, which is the marketing hunters. That's what we thought it was gonna be. Uh -huh. But what ends up happening is again, I don't want to compete right? Like I want to charge higher prices. And the problem with social media marketing agencies, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but basically Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez, 
um, all these people that are like, you know, trying to help people with their side hustles, they go start an SMMA, social yeah. media marketing yeah. agency. Yeah, I-, I wasn't down for a little bit as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so what happens is um, I have experience, right? Uh-huh. Some people that will start it, they don't, they don't start it with the experience. They started just because they were told to. And I'm competing with people. I want to charge a thousand to fifteen hundred a month for social media uh, marketing, right? For as a retainer for people to come month over month. Yes. Other people want to survive, and they're charging five hundred a month for the same things. Mm. My my stuff looks good and professional, but I just started off, so I'm competing with them. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all, right? So I'm like, what else can we do? So then we offer other things. We're like, all right, we got website design. We got logo design. We got social media marketing agency. Um, I started getting into PR and I made the connections with uh, the people to get people published. And um, I think there's other services that I'm missing, but I can't remember them. So then I'm like, all right, we have a full portfolio. And then from there, I'm like, okay, well, people are asking us for ads and marketing and results and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, that right there would turn me into a leads company more than anything. Right. Because a marketing company is supposed to get you interest in the form of like people thinking of buying, but we're not your sales team that closes the the thing. Right. Yes. And we're also not an ads company, even though I do run ads for my, like I said, that the rifle company. Right. I do know how to run ads, but I don't want to be running 20 ads per month. Right. Because mm. that's an ads company. So I'm like, what, what can I do at this point? I'm like, okay, well, what I'm very good at is I know how to get people interested in other people. Mm. And then that way, once you get the, the scheduled meeting with them and you tell them it's $3,000 for two mm. months, they're like, I got to do it, <laughs> you know? Mm. So mm. I'm like, okay, what am I then? And that's where it became a very specialized branding company mm-hmm. to where now we say, hey, look, we're going to get your image right. We're going to get everything right. If you want us to run a few ads, we can do that. So that, that way your name gets out there. Hmm. But, um, you know, we know how to make people look good on TikTok. We know how to make them good look on reels. We know how to make the the profile of an Instagram look like an influencer versus just an everyday person. Uh-huh. We know how to make the website flow basically as your primary point to where your whole brand stands out. That way we can get the website and then it triggers to all your other social media platforms. That way you have a unified message. Uh-huh. We know how to make manufacturers stand out so that that way they can raise their prices without anybody barking at them. Uh-huh. That that's that's what we're good at, and it's a it's an evolution that pretty much we've gone through that I've seen a lot of other companies go through mm. until you find what your real strength is. And then once you're there, it takes off. Mm. Um, I mean, many different experts have ha- have come up with different definitions for what a brand is or what branding is, you know, what is branding to you? See branding to me is a long piece of metal that has an insignia at the end, a logo, if you will, and they get that, they put it in heat, they wait till it's really, really hot, and then they burn that into something. Into something. Right? Mm. Because that's, that's what it was. It used to burn. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it started right? from. Yes. But when you think about it that way, it's not the cute logo, color, explanation that everybody gives you, right? Like, no. you got to have your colors and your, you know, the five things you put. No, it's not that. Mm. It's, it's, you have to be willing to burn something into your image, burn mm. something into your skin. Like, if you were, mm. if you were walking around with something burned on your head, that said like mediocre uh, postings, you know, mm. mediocre content. Nobody mm. would walk around with that. Yeah. So you have to really think like, what what is the brand? And if you're mm. not willing to like figuratively have it burned into you, into you. Mm. then it's not that great, right? You mm. have to let it go. Mm. And um, 
it, it's a combination of all the stuff that we talked about. Yes, it's your logo, your colors, it's the things that you relate to, it's the people, it's the, um, you know, the website, it's the social media, it's the posts, it's the consistency, the ambitious things that you post that make you look better. It's all that. But ultimately, if you're not willing to have those things burned into you and walk around with them, mm. then it's not really a brand. It's not really a brand. Oh, wow. So if, if you have to be willing to let it be born into you. Like, what would you, what would, what mark would you like to carry on your head? <laughs> mine, mine, mine. Uh, so uh, part of the initial steps of like, people are like, where do I start with my brand? Right. Um, it's funny that you say that, like, what would I want in my head? Because I, I think words are probably the most important thing. So I always tell people, like, if you're starting with your brand, pick your three words, words, mm. right. The three words that like, if somebody was like, Hey, you know, who is Ruben? Ruben's not in the room, but you can only describe him in three words. Three what words. will those three words be? Mm. Right. And that's a good exercise because now, you know, like, okay, I have to live my life by these three words. Right. Mm. So I think the the word that I wouldn't mind having on the top of my head would be ambitious. Like if people were mm. like, oh, that dude's ambitious because they're going to look at me and they're going to be like, hmm, mm. this dude's ambitious. He's going to want a lot for me. Right. Mm. But then I'm going to have to live up to that. Mm. So I either live up to it or I get it the hell off my head. Mm. And that's, that's pretty much how it works. It's like, you have to think, what do I want to actually live by? Because mm. that's what people are going to know you by. And then you have to live up to it. And if you can't it. live up to it, you better get rid of it. Hmm. So, so, so now you, 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 you're thinking from that whole in, inscription, you know, um, that whole, I mean, we, we're probably speaking a different language because we understand the history of where branding is coming from. Yeah. Um, do you, would you mind, you know, sharing a little bit about that, the history and branding? Um, well, that's, that's where it's coming from. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, God, what's the book? Uh, the ultimate sales machine. I don't know if you've seen, it's like a red book with like the gears on it and stuff. Mm. So, um, when clubhouse started the app clubhouse, right. Mm -hmm. His daughter, the, I, I forgot what his name is, but his daughter was in a room with us, mm. right. In, in the clubhouse room. And one, like a great book, by the way, if anybody wants to pick it up, The Ultimate Sales Machine. But his daughter was in the book. And then we were talking about personal branding. And she's like, my dad said that like in the 70s, he was going around talking in all these places. Mm. And there was no such thing as a brand. Like mm. the brand was your advertising. You were hiring advertising companies to show your business, but there was no word. Mm. And that's why I think it's become so popular nowadays, because basically there was nothing that people were really at, like living by. Right. But they were still, they still had a brand. There was just no word for it. They were going out doing public speech. Hey, that's the guy that's a public speaker. That guy talks about this. This is who yeah. he is. Right. Mm. So eventually I think it was like early two thousands is when the word like brand actually came up and it was like a branding thing, right. To where it's like you, you separated what, you know, what you were putting out there and it was more precise of like, does it actually mean anything? And that's where mission statements came from companies too, right? Because mm -hmm. a mission statement before I truly understood it, I was like, this is garbage. This is stupid. Mm -hmm. But when a mission statement is good, it allows your people to know to stay your company on brand. So that means mm -hmm. if your company is like, Hey, our mission statement is we treat every customer with respect, mm -hmm. even if they aren't treating us with respect, that means that if somebody's cursing you out, you have to basically take it right. Mm -hmm. But if your people aren't aligning with that, then you know that they don't belong at your company. So mm -hmm. there was this big movement of like saying, Hey, look, like, you know, we, we were just a business. Now we want to have like an actual image. So let's go ahead and have a mission statement. Let's go ahead and hire somebody just for the brand. Mm -hmm. And I think within the last four years is when I first saw it, the word personal brand became a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think the word personal brand is not deceptive. It's a little dangerous. Yeah. It's right? dangerous ground to play. Because anybody can talk about it. 
Hmm. So it's not really psychological based. It's not really based on like a study. It's more based on a person, right? So I'm a realtor. Let's say I'm a realtor. Hmm. And I'm like, this is what worked for me. It'll work for you. Buy my $10,000 course. Hmm. Not based on anything other than you and your success. Hmm. Right? So Tony Robbins is really good because he started studying like NLP, like the, 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 the stuff that's beneath everything else. And then he started talking to psychologists. He started going and like learning a lot of different things. And that's where his stuff stems on now. Most people don't realize that like he actually knows his stuff. You know what I mean? Like he actually took a ton of years to like study what he's talking about. If he just had gone out there and been like, hey, you know what? I got rid of my addictions and I know how to get rid of every single person's addictions in the world. It would be bad, right? He'd be he'd be laughed at and people would still be like, that guy's not real. He's a phony. Mm. But that's where most of his credibility came from. And I think that that's why right now we see a lot of people talking about their personal brand and everything. And that's mm. where you get a lot of the wash down like oh, you know, I can teach you about personal brands, pick your three colors and, you know, choose a few words. And what are you going to post five times a week and get a calendar? And it's like, dude, that, that helps you with your personal brand, mm. but it's not as serious. Like you have to, you have to be 100% serious if you want to be taken as a real legitimate brand, because ultimately if you might say, oh, what are your three colors and people are going to love you for and blah, blah, blah. That doesn't help you make more money, mm. right? That just helps you attract better people, but the people might not be qualified. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like, dude, I want to, I want to charge a thousand dollars per person. Right. And it's like, Oh, we'll pick your three colors, uh, hot pink, right. <laughs> Yellow yeah, and orange. And it's like, dude, mm-hmm. that's the most like horrible combination of colors you've ever picked. Plus psychologically, mm-hmm. it doesn't instill trust in you. Mm-hmm. Right. If you like blue, you should probably go with blue, right? Like mm-hmm. that instills confidence. Mm-hmm. So you have to know what you don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of the times it's more or less this work for me. I'm charging $500 an hour or something like that. You can charge $500 an hour, but if you want to charge 2000 an hour, if you want to get public speaking gigs, that might not work for you. That might not work for a personal brand. Mm. So when it comes to personal brand, do you, do you, do you shy away from the world or you simply just have a different approach altogether to the world? I don't mind helping people with their personal brands. My biggest thing is I want to make money through my business. I don't want to make money through the individual. Mm. right so if somebody's like hey do you do consulting i'm like dude if it's longer than 30 minutes because i can give you a lot in 30 minutes if it's mm. longer than 30 minutes it'll be like a thousand for the month you'll get four and then they're like oh well can i only need to no dude like that's that's what it is mm. i can help you in 30 minutes i can tell you exactly what you need to do you just need to go out and do it <laughs> you yeah, know right. mm. um so i'm not really looking for that what i'm looking for is i'm looking to work with businesses i'm looking to work with people that I can make a bigger impact with, right? Mm -hmm. Because I believe that the personal brand is more or less common knowledge and it falls into three things, basically. You have to be consistent, you have to be ambitious and you have to have people see you win. So consistent means post regularly. Uh Have people see you regularly. You you show Uh up on a magazine, show up once a month on every magazine. That's enough, that's consistent. Yeah. You're going to be posting post five times a week, post three mm. times a week, post on your stories daily, let mm. people see you. Mm. That doesn't really get people to be like, I want to buy from this guy. And I want to, you know, they just go, okay, I know of this guy. Of this right? guy. Yeah. Ambitious. You have to have really, really good content. You have to show people like, oh man, this guy's a go-getter. This guy's always doing something, right? Yeah. He's always trying to outdo himself. Mm. Still, you might think, oh dude, that's good. People might be, you know, um, they might be impressed with you. They might want to that. Yeah that doesn't allow you to charge more and that doesn't still allow you 
to be able to say, hey, you know what, let's close the deal today. What mm -hmm. allows you to do that is the last part, which is you got to let people see you win. So I could be posting every day. I could be saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to do a public speaking engagement. Mm -hmm. You show the video of the public speaking engagement. There's people, two people that showed up. Yeah. Nobody's impressed. Yeah. Nobody wants you to do public speaking again, right? Mm -hmm. You say, hey, you know what? My company just launched a course. You you do 10 sales. It's a $7 course at 70 bucks. Nobody's going to buy your next course, oh, yeah. right? So you have to have those three things in combination of each other hmm. to be able to say, this is what actually works. Hmm. And for a personal brand, like I said, it's not hard. Post every day, outdo yourself, and then actually um, give the result and make it big. And show people that you can whatever you say you're gonna do and you're gonna do it right. You're gonna do it. Yes. Um, I think some somebody somebody says branding is like today in today's world. Um, again, branding is one of those things like people have different definitions for, right? He says he's, he's really keeping a promise over a period of time. That when you're able to do that, you know, like able to sustain that. You know that that builds that builds everything for you. Like even when you have even when your logo sucks, even when your colors or no colors, like you know, <laughs> being able to be constant. Like that's comes comes back to the consistency, ambition, ambition, and what's the third thing you mentioned? Winning. Winning. They want to see you win. They need mm. to see you, and they need they, to they see. They need to see you win. Yep. If I say like my my biggest one right now, which um, I think I have the most respect for is um youtube and i'm not doing it like massively right mm. but i'm more of the winner of the everyday person mm. because my youtube channel has been going on for two years at the same time i started right when the the podcast started and i was doing podcasting clips and then i realigned because like i had a problem with buying electronics so mm. i was like how can i not how can i not use my money so then basically i started doing a youtube channel where i reviewed the electronics and i would get the electronics and now i can write them off right mm. so i started doing that um the first eight months before I did that, like no views, like 800, 900 views, right? Mm. After I did that and I turned over in a year, I got 100,000 views. Mm. And then in these last six months, I've got another 100,000 views. So my channel right now is at 208,000 views. I'm at 4,340 subscribers or something like that. Mm. Last month um, in June, I, I, I stopped doing it because it's not... Um, there's other things that require my time and I'm Fine, not yes. making enough money on YouTube. Mm. But um, last month I didn't post one video mm. and I made a hundred dollars on the ad revenue that I'm getting on YouTube. On YouTube. Oh, wow. So it's, it's the every man's dream that like, not, not like, you know, the people that are like, I want to get, you know, rich on YouTube in, in a year. Right. But the people mm. that are like, Hey, I would like to start a YouTube and then 10 years from now say that like it went to a hundred thousand or a million or something like that. Mm. That's where it's pretty much going. So I, I set out to say, hey, I'm going to be a tech reviewer, which is really hard nowadays, right? Mm. I said, I'm going to get monetized and I'm going to make revenue while not doing anything. And I've pretty much accomplished those three things. Mm. So you have to find the everyday person's dream that they can get behind and go like, I've always wanted to do that. This guy's doing it. And then mm. he actually did it. Mm. Now, when you, when you look at what great brands are, I mean, and people have different definitions of that, right? What do you think makes great like what what don't we know about great brands or what 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 what, what yeah what what don't people know about great brands? They invest heavy amounts of money back into the brand itself. What does that mean? Uh, so one of my one of my good friends, a person that I interviewed on my show, his name is Josh Snow, mm -hmm. right? Um, he has a product called snow teeth whitening, which is like, you know, the glow ones that you plug into your phone and now they like glow or whatever. Yeah. 
he was one of the first people that started that and he basically took it and made a name for it. So he's rivaling Colgate right now. He, he like basically just saw there's, there's two places, there's Colgate and then there's the other one and then that's it. And he's like, nobody's trying to do It's the strips. I hate the strips. You know what mm. I mean? So most people would think, Hey, you know what? I'm going to grow the business by running ads, by doing all this stuff. Mm. Right. Do you know what he did? <laughs> what did he do? He invested most like, I think he went negative a lot of the time mm. and he invested in celebrities to promote his product. Mm. So his brand basically became celebrities using a product that nobody's uh, heard of. Hmm. So he got like um, Robert Gronkowski. I forgot what the guy's name is from the Patriots or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got in the Jenner, you know, like um, the, the mom Jenner and then Kaylee Jenner and all them like to actually post stories about it. Like not yeah. like a five second story, but be like, oh my God, this is so cool. Look what I got. And then they would open it and he would make these custom packages for them. Mm-hmm. Right. To where like it would open almost like a space shuttle, right? And then it would have lights on the inside that were like blue and then they would pull it out and it'd be an experience. Didn't make them for anyone else, just for those people. Mm. But he consistently just kept reinvesting back, back Mm. the experience, the brand, the people who's Mm. seen it, who's doing Mm. it, right? It goes back to the same things. They're seeing you win. Mm. So I'm telling you, the personal one is very easy. The business one is a little bit more difficult because you have to really, really like $10,000 on a a promise that some celebrity is going to talk about it for a minute. What's it going to do for you? Mm. Right. When, when you're a personal brand, you could say, Hey, you know what? Let me hire a photographer and my pictures are going to look better. And people are going to think it's great. Mm. Right. That that's already you winning. And then the next mm. week, Hey, you know what? Let's hire a videographer. We'll go to like Miami for like a day and they'll watch me like talk to people and change some lives. Boom. That's mm. another one. Right. Mm. So it's not that hard. It's not that difficult to be exponentially growing up mm-hmm. for, for businesses. You gotta, you, if you want to go big at some point, you're going to have to drop $10,000 on your brand. If mm. it's a personal brand, you have to figure out what that looks like and what that means and what's going to give you the best return. Mm. Mm. What's going to give you the best return. And one of the things I've also realized is that, the the, the 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 there are certain people who do not care about their personal brand you know not not, not care let's take an elon musk for example like mm-hmm. he would he, he he i don't think he ever sat up and go you know what i want to, my personal brand to be like he, he focused on a great company great product the experience of that and make and, and consistently over, over time and you know constantly fingering out ways to win and his ambitious is, is off of the of the chat right and based off based on you know, of that the brand itself erupt is personal brand because it's the person behind it right so it erupted from that so what, what do you think about the approach of going through my, the business product or saying you know what i'm going to put my face my name first and the product and business can come after that what do you think about both words there's two ways right like because you can grant cardone does the the opposite where Mm -hmm. he's the face of the company and then you have Mm -hmm. elon who's not the face of the company Mm -hmm. right but when you look at it you know that tesla truck the Mm -hmm. one that everybody was like it's ugly it's stupid i like it i think it's great right that one Mm -hmm. that's brand Mm -hmm. that's all brand Mm -hmm. he i don't think i think he's made a few right but like it was primarily just for shows to get people talking about him in the business right Mm -hmm. so he invested very very large into making a car that probably won't come out or hasn't come out right Mm -hmm. all of it is just to get attention to come back to you Mm -hmm. 
But a lot of the times it's like, if you don't have an idea, you're going to have to invest in order to have that idea. That's going to push the brand up. That's going to push the brand. Mm. So he might say, Hey, you know what? I don't want to invest in me for people to know me. Right. Mm. But I don't mind making a rocket. That's going to get people to talk about me and the rocket's going to cost 2 million. (laughs) Right. Mm. Mm. So it's one way or another. I think that just because I work in this sector, I'm able to see like all the, the tricks that that people do in order to get the attention you know Mm. what i mean Mm. and sometimes um people pay other people for ideas on how they can do it so they might seem like oh this person's super creative but the reality is that they're paying someone to say hey you know what this is what you're going to do today this is what you're going to do today this is what you're going to do today and they might not call it personal branding Mm. but it's basically going into the same category of they're trying to raise their name so anytime you're trying to raise your name or your business's name mm. over a sale, right? You're just saying, hey, if more people know me, I'm going to get more sales. That is a personal brand yeah. or that is a branding tactic. Brand tactic. Mm. Uh, it's, it's like the thing different campaign, you know, I mean, Steve Jobs was called a genius for that. You know, a company was hired, sat down, spent weeks in developing that, you know, coming up with that idea, yeah. you know, which ties into what... Uh, what, what you were saying. So one of the things that great companies do when it comes to branding is they invest heavily into the brand. You know, is there anything else that, that people are not paying attention to when it comes to, you know, great branding? The, the only other thing that I can think of is that they don't align with what they want to be seen with, right? And what I mean by that is if you say you want to be seen as a public speaker, right? Mm-hmm. Your daily postings, your daily things that people see you with, right? Don't represent that you are a public speaker. Mm-hmm. So go out and get public speaking engagements, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times they'll be like, okay, well, how can I pay somebody to make my brand look like I am a public speaker? It's like, well, don't pay me. Go get public public speaking engagements. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, what am I going to do for you? Right. Mm. And I have told people that before in the past, right? Like there's certain people that might go, Hey, can you manage my TikTok? I'm like, that's not what that is. Mm. (laughs) You know, that that is you creating videos. Like I'm if, unless I'm there with you every day, I can't do that. You know? Mm. So I think that that's the part that people miss is like, what you want to be seen as might require you to do the work, mm. right? You can't just keep paying people. Yes, invest heavily in your own brand, but you just can't mm. keep paying other people to do stuff for you. At some mm. point, you have to invest in yourself. Mm. So I, I guess in a different way, like invest heavily money we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to invest heavily time. Mm. You, can't, you can't expect your brand to grow without your time, without your which time. is actually a big problem that I had with the, the owner that we talked about in the first scenario mm. where he hated the business, blah, blah, blah. And he wanted it to grow. Mm. He wanted it to grow, but he just wanted to invest time. Mm. It was minimal time into the business, right? Mm. And when you are the one that's running the ship, whether it's your personal brand or it's your business brand, if mm. you're not investing time into it, Elon Musk might not like that he has to create some stupid truck. He might hate that truck. Yeah. Right? He might really like it. He might really hate it, but mm. he knows he has to do it. And it's going to take his time in order for him to say, because if somebody's like, hey, look, here's a truck. And he's like, dude, per- perfect. Throw it out, right? Mm. It's not going to do well. He knows that he has to look at it and tweak it and it has to be his design. Mm. Or else if it fails, he's not going to be able to live with himself. Oh, wow. Wow. Everything, you know, someone said that, someone really smart said that um, 
you know, when we when we're trying to look into the future, life doesn't always connect. But when we look back, you know, we start to see the patterns and connections. And you're a patterns guy, right? And <laughs> it really comes back for you is the be, be more, do more, have more, you know. And do you think of it in that sequence? Yeah, I think of it in a sequence that I can do anything I want if I really tried hard enough. Mm. Um, if I wanted to go to the NBA, I honestly feel that I could. I probably wouldn't dunk, mm. but I might be doing what Steph Curry did. You know what I mean? Shooting yeah. three <laughs> way back, you know? Um, <laughs> but it, it's a matter of just, it seems impossible. Like somebody might be listening to this and be like, this guy's stupid. He would never go to the NBA, right? Mm. But with that attitude, I wouldn't. Mm. With my attitude, I might. You, you might, yeah. Right. Mm. And um, I've had people, I, I, there's um, a very twisted way that the world works, right? Like mm. if you want to win, you have to play the game type of thing. Mm. And my ideology that some people agree with and a lot of people don't agree with is mm. you are what you are perceived as. So you may think you're a winner, but if you're perceived as a loser, the world will treat you as a loser. loser. Mm. And most people don't want to agree with that. They want to say, Mm. no, I'm a winner. My mommy told me I'm a winner. My dad told me I'm a winner, winner, right? doesn't matter. Like Mm, you'll lose your entire life unless you can change the perception of who you are. Mm. And, And I'm not saying that in a way of like, you know, a lot of people pay, you know, seven grand to get on Forbes, right? Cool. If that's your way of doing and making yourself feel like a winner, that's great. But mm. I'm talking about go out there and actually do stuff, mm. right? Um, one of the things that we're doing right now is we're throwing a, an event in El Paso. I've never been to El Paso, right? Mm. I knew two people that would help me in the beginning. Mm. That now is 20 people that are posting about the event every day. Mm. So we went from two to 20. And the only way that I knew that this event was going to work is if that I kept the, 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 like, we're going to do it. The 70 seats are going to get filled. It's mm. going to happen no matter what. We'll meet the right people. I'll call people. I'll get on the phones. We'll call whatever we have to do. We will get it done. Mm. It's only when you have that mentality of I am what the world perceives me as mm. that things will change. So I needed the world to perceive me as a winner. So I needed to win. And so you needed and to win. Yeah, until you can do that, nothing will change. Hmm. And so, for and for you, the, your your approach to to um, uh, perception is not it's not trying to create it; is is to be it, so that whatever you do becomes an overpouring of of that of of like that. Your perception becomes you, basically. Cor- correct. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you can buy it. You can try to take a shortcut, but ultimately, do it. Mm. Like, yeah. don't, don't just look like you're winning go and actually do something no matter how small do something and win in that yeah exactly mm. Mm. so there, there, there are a couple of you know definitions over the years on branding right um i'm gonna i'm gonna throw them at you i have about maybe seven of them you know short words and um yeah. you would you would uh, just say what you think about them right so one of them says branding is about consistency what do you think about that that's a part of it <laughs> that's a part of it okay that's a part so of it branding is about creating perception also a part of it right mm-hmm. like creativeness comes with branding and it is demanded from branding right mm. you have to outdo yourself creatively a lot mm. but if you're only creative it will only allow you to win in one aspect, which isn't being creative, which I don't think is enough. It's enough. Mm. Branding is about, about feeling, about how you make people feel. 
No, it's, it's even, even in sales, right? Like mm. when do you close a sale? It's when the person actually trusts you not when they feel something towards you. Mm. So I think, mm. I think branding is more on trust. Can you enable trust? More on trust? Yes. I wish I was going to be the next one. Branding <laughs> is about building trust. <laughs> That, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big thing. It's, it's about establishing trust, right? Like, uh, again, it comes to you being the only resource, like, uh, uh, well, maybe it's a little bit different to me, but I believe that brand is competitive, and you don't want to compete. Hmm. Brand is competitive, and you don't want to compete. So you start branding, and you'll start competing with everybody else. Hmm. But I think the greatest brands are the ones that don't compete. Mm. I think that when we say, hey, who, who makes cola? We say Coke, not Pepsi. Even not though Pepsi is great. We think mm. of Pepsi, yeah. but it's Coke. Cool. You know? which, which brings us to the next one that says branding is about differentiation. Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, Uniqueness. Uh, yes. Prehistorically, pre you know, you talked about the, you know, the, the, the meta with, with, you know, with the in, in, in signal in it and all of that yes. stuff. So people had cows or slaves or anything. They wanted to mark those things in the world and they'll put in hot fire or coal and, you know, put the mark so they can always, you know, to set differentiation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it was too similar, that would start a fight, you know? That would start a fight, yes. <laughs> okay. So brand is about stories, beliefs, and values. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Still a little short, but yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I like that you just went, hmm, yes. Like, that's, that, that's it. Okay, so branding it's closer. is closer. What? I said it's closer. It's closer. So branding is about how you exist distinctively in the minds and hearts of people. Oh, uh, uh, yes. That is a great one. That is, that is a great one because that is very, that is truth. Mm. I think that that one puts all three of the ones that I have said together mm -hmm. because it, it says, if you're perceived as a loser, you will be treated. As a be, mm. If you're perceived as a winner, you will be perceived as a winner. And mm. if in the minds of the people, you are, you are someone who is worth a thousand dollars, you will be worth a thousand dollars, which is again, it, marketing sales, branding, it all goes back together. And when you lose a sale, right, we all know this and anybody that's been in sale, it's that you have not perceived enough value in order for the person to make a decision. So if you say $300 or like, this is only worth 150, you'll not get the sale. Mm. It's just how it works. Mm. So it's like, there's a few ways that you can do to make that person buy. It's like, okay, it's 300. They're like, no, it does not worth it to me. Okay. Well, what if I add this? And now you get closer to that threshold, they end up buying. Mm -hmm. So in that mind of the person, like you said, it's how you're perceived in, in that person's mind. If mm. you are perceived as $300, you will get $300 yeah, for your $300. service. If you are perceived as number one, you will be number one forever. Mm. And charging more seems to be something that is important to you. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure there's a story there. You know, wh why is that important? Because I don't want to, I don't, I've never been the person that wants the pennies. Mm. You know, I feel like there's too many people that are fighting for the pennies, right? So like I come in and, and um, you know, whether it be me, you, my clients, whoever it is, and you say, hey, you know what, like I have this service and um, I know my threshold to live per month and it's 4,000 a month. Mm. And um, you know what, I can either work with four people or I can work with eight people, mm. right? Eight people is twice as much work. And where this actually comes from is um, when I was working with that boss, I was getting um, a commission of $50 per every unit that I sold. 
Mm. And this was a different one from the main one. It was like a side project of his, but yeah. I was making $50 commissions. And in one month I sold 60 products. Mm. So I got $3,000, right? Mm. To me, I was like, yes, $3,000. Mm. My life is going to change. It's great. Mm. Um, I got a coach and he's like, dude, if you made 60 sales of a 10,000 or a $1,000 product, what would you have gotten for the month? And I'm like 60 grand. And he's like, then why aren't you doing that? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it took me back to the, the Google days, right? Like those people are making more than me and I know I can do it. So mm. I knew I could sell. I knew I could do a thousand dollar product. Why am I not selling a thousand dollar product? Yeah. Mm. You really quickly come to realize if you want to sell anything by a thousand to 2000 to 10,000, mm. you need a killer brand. You mm. need trust. Mm. And a killer brand for you, just to reiterate all the things you said, a killer brand for you is what? Trust? winning winning it's winning you, mm. if, if you can't win your customers don't think that you'll be able to make them win mm. okay that's 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 a good one there if you can't win or they're not seeing you know we talked about their own perception right you know so if they're not seeing you as winning they don't they, they, they don't think you'll be able to make them make them win yeah i mean let's go back to the the snow example right um you see a product no one's ever seen before Mm. you see it in your mouth you start thinking oh dude it's gonna give me cat it's gonna you know mess up my teeth mm. they're gonna yeah. fall out all this stuff right then you see one of the jenners doing it which about you might not like them right but you're like mm. dude they would never risk their teeth you start <laughs> thinking all these things there's credibility behind it mm. right like so so they see you win mm. they see the product win mm. right mm. uh elon musk uh, oh i'm gonna make spaceships and go into space no one can go into space except for nasa right mm. he got into space like you know mm. so now people are like he's legitimate because he actually you know got into yeah. it if he stayed yeah. on the on the planet the whole time there'd be a problem but mm. it, it's what it comes down to if you can't win people won't think that you can do anything for them mm. Mm. so at the end of the day it's about winning great brand stands every great brand stands behind the same thing which is my product can make you happier. It can make you more money. It can make you more time, but it's because you see other people using it. It's because you see other people enjoying it. It's because you see other people winning. Mm. Basically my product can make you win. And here's how we know, because it's making us and every other person that has used it win. Wow. And, you know, so for you, you're very concerned with, you know, great products and great, uh, great products and great businesses. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, are they typically, you know, are you biased towards the kind of business you want to, you like to work with? I like manufacturers. Yes. <laughs> I, I like manufacturers. Yes. I, I one day want to make my own product. So I think that that's why hmm. I think that there's something very special about introducing something into the world hmm. that people can use. Hmm. And I think it started with basically Henry Ford, right. With the hmm. car. Um, mm. I just went over this on another podcast that I did recently, but basically if you think about it right now, let's say me or you, we don't have a lot of resources, right? We basically came from nothing mm. and we say, Hey, right now in this moment, I'm not because Elon Musk, he had money when he started his rockets, right? He yeah. had already paid for money yes. but right now in our current conditions. We say, I'm going to make a rocket. I'm going to, I'm going to make a rocket. We're going to go to Uranus on a rocket, right? A rocket, like, yeah. This dude, this dude's absolutely crazy. You'd think mm. I'm insane. Mm. Henry Ford at the time, there were no cars. Mm. He's like, I'm going to make a car. Mm. And he did. And it's insane to think about in the terms of what it would be today, today. that he made a car mm. with little resources, 
no connections, connections. no money, no mm. nothing, mm. made a freaking car. Mm. So I've, I've always had a lot of respect for people who make products. Who make products. Yes, yes, absolutely. I come from this, a design world as well, you know, so I like just feel experiencing products. I think that's something we can never take away from people. Yeah, I mean, the people who created guitars, you know what I mean? Like mm. the airplane, like you created something that stayed forever, which forever. is just insane to think about. Mm-hmm. what products what products are you looking at what direction are you looking at i like electronics man like you yeah. know I've, i had a problem buying electronics i'm reviewing electronics now i think eventually i'm gonna i'm gonna create something that's you know uh speaker camera mm-hmm. headphone based what i noticed is that in my channel the the videos that get the most views mm-hmm. are the headphones and it seems to bring a lot of happiness to people Mm. music obviously we know brings a lot of happiness to people but headphones specifically mm. is something that people put in in their ears there's a touch there's a feel to it mm. there's like an excitement about it especially with mm. the names like i don't know if you know skull candy how they've been making headphones for a long time people are excited with that company because we've been using them since high school right and mm. now they're still around and they're making wireless ones where before they were five dollar headphones that you'd mm. plug into your phone and put them in and they would yeah. break and you'd go buy more you know right. now they're, they're still around and you're buying them and they're wireless so there's an excitement with all these things right like music and, and nostalgia mm. and i think that there's an easy way for me to be able to start there and bring some happiness to people based on those those core values mm. One of the one of the beautiful things about you know, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted us to have this conversation today is that most people talk about stuff, right? But you and I, you know, we have we we have to build things. Like we have we have to. I mean, talking is the fun. It's fun. Like you know, especially from the world we come from. Like we, you have to speak. Like you have to have have to be able to speak and communicate. But some people get lost in that. Right, but with not just being able to communicate that we also believe in building something. Where did that come from for you? Like, how did you develop that? God, I think I just get so impatient. I think that that's what it is, <laughs> impatience, right? But but the biggest thing that I think anybody can do, like if you're listening right now and you're like, well, what can I do? Mm. Is find all your weaknesses and make them into strengths somehow. Mm. Right. So like for me, social media was a really, really big weakness. I would spend way too much time and I'm like, how can I make money? Oh, boom. Social media management company. Right. Like (laughs) media, but now I'm making money on it. Um, I spend too much on electronics. How can, oh, I make a YouTube channel and I write off every single purchase. Right. Um, And so impatience for me was like, dude, okay, if I'm impatient, how can I translate that into business? Because people are impatient and they want their stuff quick. Mm. So even, even with this event in El Paso, right? People would take like six to ten, eight months, right? Like planning it or whatever. Mm. Um, we started talking about it. When was it? June? June 15th mm. is we started talking about it June 8th, June mm. 15th. We announced it mm. and it, it's on July 15th. <laughs> mm. And I've never been to El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's one of those things where i'm like i'm, I'm impatient i'm like dude we should run an event mm. and people are telling me hey there's no live events right now because of covid mm. right and um the only events are you know in the next town over and 80 to 100 people are showing up right now so people are desperate to do these mm. and i'm like okay cool 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 and then i'm like okay maybe in july and then people are like okay so we'll be doing one and i was like oh july and august and then somebody asked me again and i was like that's three times boom let's do it july 15th and we'll get it done mm. wow and i mean 
my next my next question would be how can people best connect with you but you're everywhere right but the people that want to work with you like how can they connect with you in, with in that way to get to work with you yeah my my business is called the marketing hunters mm. so if you want to connect with me on like business it would be the marketinghunters.com mm. um if they just want to to talk like i said personal brand for me is not a big deal if you just want like tips and pointers and like a free 30 minute call on that um, it's rubenalvarez.com, which is just my name, which I'm super happy about. And I know you can appreciate this. Yes. I got my domain. I got my name domain out of pure luck for $12 at an auction with GoDaddy because somebody had oh. just forgot to bought it. Forgot to buy it. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a domain right now I'm waiting for. I'm just waiting for the guy to forget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Misses, I check, I check, I, I check periodically. Please miss one payment. Please yeah, just exactly. forget or something. <laughs> Yeah. All right. It's great to have you here, man. Like, what would you leave us with, you know, in terms of branding and all of the things we've talked about? You know, what would you leave us with? You know, maybe not even in branding, but what would you leave us with? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's a great question. Um, You know, I haven't, I haven't talked too much about this lately, but there, there is the thing of being able to just manifest what you obsess over. You know, so I think that just because we've we've kind of inundated the talk with branding and, and marketing and everything, um, we can leave it with this. Mm. When when I started um, at 24, uh, no, sorry, I think 25 is when I started as a sales manager. I just kept thinking like, what if I was the best sales manager, right? If people respected me, what would that look like? Look and then like? I embodied that daily, right? And then I saw an office in the corner and I was like, dude, the, the owner didn't want us to go back there. And I'm like, if if I really wanted that office, what would I do? And I'm like, I would talk mm-hmm. to him and then start selling and then talk to him when, you know, and then I basically got that office. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the business. So uh, very, very important. Just think exactly what you want like you might not be that person right now but Mm. think if i was that person right now today what would that look like what would i talk like what would i speak who would i be speaking with would i still have lunch by myself would i have lunch with others would i take them out would i pay ask all those questions and if you know the answer to them just go out and do those things and start being those things Mm. yep and you will have everything you want and and in in some ways it it, also ties back into branding because branding is almost manifestation like you have yes. to almost be before it becomes right? Yes. <laughs> right, right which is which is difficult not not fake it till you make it but believe it, it till you, you make see it, it. But yeah yeah hmm. Hmm. wow it's great to have you here man thank you very much <laughs> for coming today and um let's 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 connect again soon it's amazing to have you yes i appreciate it thank you yes welcome